When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey hun, it's me, Danielle. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of From Huns to Humans. I am so excited. I know I say that all the time, but like, I'm actually like, I mean, I'm actually excited every time, but this is different. Um, so today I'm I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable. My guest is going to be a little bit vulnerable, but I have somebody from my downline uh, coming on the podcast today. And I'm really excited because I think that this is like a really cool opportunity for me to kind of like reflect on my time and like what I did and what mistakes I made and like hold myself accountable. Uh, but also like here, like have us have a conversation about like, like the dynamic that we had and like what our experience was collectively um, and all of that stuff. So anyways, I'm really excited to um, have my former cult member, Jenny, here today. <laughs> Hi, Jenny. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> um, I'm so excited that you're here and like willing to talk about this with me because like obviously it's like not a normal thing to be like hey like we were both like in this culty group together and let's talk about it publicly <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so um I wasn't I don't think I was your first MLM though right like you had been approached by other MLMs before Plexus yeah um yeah over the years I've been approached by different MLMs um I feel like I was approached by Herbalife before plexus um i remember my mom did mary Kay when we were younger um we used to get stuff from avon um i do believe i um before yeah before plexus i was approached by arbin i went to an arbin party so i've encountered many mlms before and after plexus yeah. Uh, was Plexus the only MLM that you like actually like did did? Uh, business wise, yes. Um, I tried Herbalife before, 
Um, but I wasn't like a seller or anything like that. I wasn't a seller for any other MLM that as far as I can remember, Lexus was I joined the business side of it. I remember using that stuff religiously. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the, I mean, you experienced it too, right? Like when we were on the products, like if you stopped taking them, you like felt like shit. Yes. Um, till this day, um, the bio cleanse that we tried, mm -hmm. the magnesium supplements, um, Till this day, like when I try to take magnesium supplements, it doesn't have a potent effect on me anymore. Um, because when I was using the BioCleanse, I think I was taking like two tablets every day and it would have a laxative effect. Mm -hmm. And I liked that because I felt like it was like a colon cleanse type <laughs> of thing. Like not to give TMI, but I felt like, okay, I'm cleaned out. Good, good. Right. And I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And, no, no, it's okay. And um, but I noticed over time I had to keep increasing mm -hmm. the the dose in order for it to be affected. And over the years it got up to be like 10 pills, and I'm like, heck no, am I taking 10 pills that I think there's only like 30 capsules in the bottle? Like, yeah. what is that? I'm gonna run out of it in three days. <laughs> like, and I just the, <laughs> and I'm like, that's just a bad omen. Like, I should not be dependent on this. Until this day, like, if I try to take Metamucil, a lot of other type of, like, similar supplements, like, that are supposed to have that kind of effect, it doesn't work as so, well. Fun fact, although magnesium can, or I won't say fact, like, please fact check me. Please go and do your own, like, and I mean this when I say do your own research, like, go and, mm -hmm. like, find stuff out for yourself. But what I've been told recently is that magnesium is actually not supposed to make you go to the bathroom like that. Like it can like help your system mm -hmm. to like be more regular. But like when we were doing it, we were having the toxicity effect of magnesium. Like we were like essentially Ooh. like over, we were like overdosing on magnesium. And that's why we were like having that, like such a severe effect. Like, literally when we would tell people to join Plexus and they would start the bio cleanse, we'd be like, don't start it on a work day because you don't know how long you're going to be in the bathroom for. Like, <laughs> yeah. remember? I was like, yeah, don't do that. I don't recommend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're like, oh, it helps you, makes you poop. But like, yeah, when I've like looked things up about like supplements and stuff, like taking laxatives all the time is not good for you. Like yeah. at all, like even those colon cleanses you can get with the counter, you're not supposed to really be doing that to your body. But to us back then, we thought, oh, we're detoxing. Mm -hmm. That that's like a big um word that's used. Sad word. I don't know what they they call for a word that's like really in trend. Yeah, um, yeah, bad detox. Word. But what I've learned is. Yeah, you don't need you you don't need to do juices and stuff to really detox your body. You've got your you've got um kidneys, body parts, <laughs> and organs. Yeah, you've got organ kidneys and your whatever else in your body that does the work for you that filters stuff out. So, but back then, like you know, like the whole thing with plexus is gut health, gut health, and yeah, it's important to eat healthy and exercise and all that, but you don't really need such substantial supplements to maintain that. I mean, to my understanding, 
what I've read about is like some supplements are, you know, are helpful, but just the way that these mar these companies, like they market is as if like, you have to be so dependent on these supplements and that's, and I'm just feeling like, you know, that my body became really dependent on the magnesium like that. And like, I <laughs> like having to take 10 capsules, like, I don't know, like that, that was kind of like the shift in point for me where I was like, this is not normal. Yeah. Yeah. It mm -hmm. was a lot. And like, you had like a lot of life stuff going on at that time and just like health stuff in general going on. And then we were like messing with all of these supplements and like, and like the thing is, is that supplements aren't regulated. So like, it, although we think we know what we're taking, we really have no idea. Like, that's the thing like about supplements is that because they're not regulated by the FDA, they can literally put whatever they want in supplements and sell it and it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that was like a big talking point back then too with people who were against companies like Plex Scissors, like it's not regulated by the FDA and we would argue back with them, but mm -hmm. yeah, because yeah, no, we would I just be like, no supplements are regulated. Mm -hmm. Like, like it's and, not just Plexus. And that shows the bigger picture. Right. Yeah, that shows the bigger picture. That's the problem. No supplements are, are regulated and they should be. Yeah, So absolutely. Especially because like, there are so many people that have like all of these health claims around this stuff. Like I just wish that there was more studies around everything. And then like things went through like FDA approval. I don't like understand the whole process mm -hmm. of all how all of this works, but like there must be a way to make it happen. Like if, mm -hmm. if taking a vitamin D supplement or um, an omega supplement is like going to seriously help someone that or an iron supplement like people take iron supplements all the time when they have like oh yeah. iron levels like why are these things not regulated if they're like being like prescribed to treat problems you know? yeah exactly another supplement that that's prescribed a lot that is um melatonin mm. That yeah. I see prescribed a lot and, and it's helpful for a lot of people but like if people don't know better they might take too much or right. you know right and like mm -hmm. nobody talks about like how to take melatonin and like like when to take it and all that stuff and like if you like look into like different people that specialize in like sleep health like there's information across the board around when you should take like I've heard people say like oh like if you're trying to work on your sleep schedule take melatonin three hours before you want to go to bed and it'll help you naturally create like create melatonin but I've also heard mm -hmm. people like I mean I've personally just taken it right before bed when I've used melatonin and like you know like what's the right answer Thanks. what's the healthiest quote unquote healthiest thing that you can do for your body like we don't the layperson doesn't know yeah. Yep. Exactly. I take yeah. it right before bed too. Um, I take gummies and the gummies taste very good, dangerously good that like, if <laughs> I didn't know, but I would probably eat the whole bottle. So. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's so funny because after Plexus, I was like, so anti pill, as you know, I went from Plexus to Arbonne, which also doesn't really have a lot of pill supplements. Um, mm -hmm. But Plexus was, it was like, I was taking like my regular meds and then I was taking like a, like a good handful mm -hmm. of medications. So now, um, 
And as I've probably said in past episodes too, like if you want to take uh, supplements, you do that. If you think that they help you, awesome. If they don't help you, like don't take them, don't waste your money. And also like don't spend all of your money on supplements. Like go buy like a cheap supplement that you feel like is working for you if that's what you are so inclined to do. So anyways, I have mm-hmm. literally behind my computer, I have my whole array of gummy supplements. I take like yeah. 10 different gummy vitamins at the end of my work. <laughs> and it's just my little gummy snack. <laughs> it tastes like, good. They make them taste extremely good. It's like, this is criminal. Like, <laughs> Right. And I'm just like, okay, perfect. Like I get to have my little gummies. I don't have to worry about taking all these pills and it's fantastic. And I know that the sugar police are going to like come after me, but like, it's fine. I'm fine. (laughs) You're good. It's not hurting you. (laughs) One handful of gummies is not gonna, not gonna hurt me. So, um, (laughs) so I kind of wanted to like dive into like some of the things that we experienced together. Um, I haven't really talked a lot about like how I experienced like our uplines on the podcast. Um, and I don't really have like a ton of that I want to comment on that, but I do like notice I have been like reflecting a lot more recently about like what we experienced and stuff like that. And I was just thinking about like how casually pressured I felt all the time and like how much FOMO mm-hmm. I always had. Like, did you feel that? Oh. Like, did, cause like we would always go to that like bar after work on Thursdays and like, yeah, go out to eat and we get all these drinks and we'd all hang out and we'd talk about Plexus. And then like, I, I don't know like I always felt pressured to go and do that and my mom was always like do you want to stay home and watch Grey's Anatomy with me and I was always be like no mom I gotta go I gotta go do my plexus thing and I like thought I was doing like this cool thing and like no Danielle you were in a cult <laughs> like go home and hang out with your mom I felt like for me and I'm kind of someone that's very like free-spirited like if someone tells me to do something and I don't want to do it like I'm not gonna do it unless I felt threatened that I had to right and I didn't feel threatened that I had to sell I did feel the pressure and I don't but really I felt like I was enjoying taking the products more and I was less focused on selling I mean I did try I did have my posts and stuff like that but I'm not really a salesperson so I didn't really push it um, I can't, what I enjoyed about Plexus back then was I, I liked to doing like the group outings and going out and hanging with friends. Um, so that's kind of, that's what I enjoyed like doing, but, um, I didn't really, but I don't like to be, feel like I'm pressured to sell things. And so when people like pressured me to sell things, like I would try, but I didn't really let it become my, my whole focus. You know what I mean? I'm kind of just like, I'll try it, but if it don't work, whatever. So that's kind of how my my viewpoint was. It's kind of ambiguous, I guess. Yeah, yeah and that's <laughs> fair. I mean, like, it's kind of like looking back and being like, well, like, we could have hung out, like, once a week without having to have this, like, facade around all of it that we were going to, like, make lots of money. Like, we could have just, like, planned to go out together. Yeah, 
I really like they really like made us think that we were gonna make big bucks and be part of like the diamond squad or whatever the heck it was and I'm like <laughs> mm, you know how many people you would have to get to buy your products to do that I don't even, I think I only got like one person to buy my products or maybe a handful and they weren't consistent so yeah. I was just like whatever like this isn't for me I'll keep taking the products so <laughs> right that's how I felt like Mm-hmm. yeah and I feel like you caught me at like kind of like the, like when you joined my team it was kind of like the peak of my uh enrollment I think that you were really like the last person that truly enrolled I might have had like one or mm-hmm. two other people but um they definitely didn't try to sell at all not on the level that you did um mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't know. It's really interesting to like, just think about it and think about like, I think about when you first started and I was like, yeah, we're going to do this together. We're going to have so much fun. We can like go to these (laughs) events and we're going to go out to eat and we're going to get all these drinks. And it was great. And we spent so much money. We spent so much money. Yep. Like between the products that we were buying every month. I mean, the Tripelex pack alone which was the pink drink the probiotic and the bio cleanse was like 140 bucks but like how often did you buy two probiotics or two packets of slim or two packets of the bio cleanse because you didn't want to run out (sighs) yeah like you'd get nervous when the stuff would run out for me back then it gave me anxiety when I was running out of the products because I tied my weight loss to plexus mm-hmm. even though the reality was i was already losing weight rapidly before i started plexus i think plexus may have amplified it mm-hmm. but i was already losing weight before I, I i started um doing plexus but at the time i was like oh it has to be plexus that's making right. me lose weight and if i don't take my products i'm gonna get fat again and i was like extremely afraid of gaining weight again because in my mind back then, like me being overweight was connected to how miserable I was before when I was in the relationship I had just gotten out of. I, we would just sit at home. I tell everybody this. We would just sit at home in front of the TV and eat kielbasa. <laughs> that was my life. And kielbasa. Yeah, like just large portions of kielbasa. Oh my God. And and the rice, rice sides, like, listen, I'm Brazilian. Like we make real rice. We don't, you know, the rice side, yeah, they taste good and all, but I was with a partner who was like, everything was like out of a can, out of a box, out of a package. Like we're not going to make rice like that. Like just very like culturally ignorant. Like I, I felt like my, my culture was erased. My identity was erased to fit this guy's you know, way of life, his way of thinking. And part of that was just, I wasn't really allowed to go out with friends. He would, he would say, oh, go out with your friends. But then when I'd go out, he'd be like, were there guys there? Were there guys there? So it made me not want to go out with friends. So I would just stay at home and watch TV with him. And it was usually everything he wanted to watch. Like, um, like, what was that show? Monsters. Uh, like that fishing show where that guy fishes for like monstrous stuff in the lake. I don't know. 
we would watch that show and just eat large like quantities of rice sides and kielbasa and pasta sides, just very unhealthy food, which is not was not normal for me because my mom was a nutrition educator and I got overweight. And that was the first time I had been overweight in my life and I was miserable. I had very poor quality of life. I did not go out with friends. I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. The guy was very controlling and I, I gained weight. So then when I finally ditched him, I lost so much weight and like, you know, I felt like I got prettier and then I joined Plexus. So when like I would start to run out of products with Plexus, my mind would shift to like, oh my God, I'm going to go back to the way things were. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It totally does. And you know, it's so interesting because mm -hmm. um, on this podcast, we talk all the time about like, what was your vulnerability that like made you susceptible to the scheme and like you just laid it out so perfectly like you yeah. were being controlled at home your culture was being erased and you weren't able to go out with friends so then I was mm -hmm. like hey like do you want to be a boss babe with me and do you want to <laughs> like take control of your life and make money and be skinny and pretty and we're gonna yep. like, be sprink <laughs> spink, uh, sprinkle sparkle junior diamond ambassadors and mm -hmm. we're gonna um, <laughs> get our lexuses and all of this shit and then I was like oh and we meet all the time like we go out and we like like we me and you we used to go out and do a lot like not only did we do those Thursday mm -hmm. meetings but like we went to the beach a few times and like we did a whole bunch of stuff together yes we did we had a lot of fun and I think that's why like Despite like my negative view of multi-liberal marketing um, with Plexus, I feel like that was probably one of the happiest, if not the happiest time in my life, because even though I was clearly very mentally ill, very mental, like the whole transition from what I would call being a house cat to an outdoor cat <laughs> was very like, <laughs> that's what, like I went from being a very conservative girlfriend, Betty homemaker type person to being a party girl like influencer like I I really transitioned into another being completely so I feel like that was like that one of the happiest times of my life I felt like it was like a big like um like rebirth for me right so like like going to Las Vegas and things like that I, I had a great time I mean I wish I wasn't sucked into a cult but <laughs> The memories that came along with it, like going out to parties and going Las Vegas, like I, I feel like that was like the happiest time of my life was going to Las Vegas with you. That was, that oh was my fun. God, that makes Even though so we happy. were there for the Plexus convention. Yeah. I wish that we had, <laughs> like, like I, had I wish traveled. that I wasn't such a goody goody. And I feel like we both kind of fell into this, right? We were, because we got off the mm -hmm. plane and we were both like zonked and like so tired <laughs> so our and you already nap a lot so we were both like we would go to this all-day convention and then we would get back to the hotel room and we were like I want to go to bed <laughs> yeah that was so funny because like who, who the, the people we were with they were much older than us and they're like yeah let's go we're like I'm going to bed like we are the 20 somethings and the 40 somethings are going out partying and we're like bedtime like yeah <laughs> 
the time difference hit so bad like <laughs> which is so funny because like it's really like not that big of a difference like it's what a couple mm-hmm. hours like I don't know yeah, what like two I mean, hours yeah like that shouldn't that shouldn't make us that tired yeah you wouldn't think it, it was it, the jet lag was just like whoa like and I had never tried like the only place I had gotten on a plane and gone to was Florida and I don't think Florida has a time difference so when no. we I remember when we landed in Las Vegas and we're in the lobby and we were waiting for a long time. I think they messed up our room or something. And I'm like, I'm gonna die. Like I needed to sleep. I needed ibuprofen. I needed water. I needed food. I'm like, I'm gonna die. And then when we finally got the room sorted out and got food, I remember getting to the room and I didn't even care who was there. I just stripped down. I'm like, good night. Like, No, seriously, though, like literally me and you, we would just like stay in our room and we um ate these burrito bowls, which I'm totally going to roast you for. (laughs) um, First of all, I need to say that these burrito bowls were like the best burrito bowls I've ever had in my life. Like they will fondly live in my heart forever. Like (laughs) they were so good. Um, like if I go back, if, I say if, when I go back to Las Vegas, like I will get another one of those burrito bowls, if not at least seven, um, in they Vegas were very bombs. good. Do you remember oh, Vegas yeah. bombs? Those were so good. I used to make those at home when we got back. Cause I was like, I'm obsessed with this drink. I completely forgot about those, but I think the second time I went to Las Vegas back in 2018, I was telling my fiance was like, we need to go get Vegas bombs. We need to go get Vegas bombs. Now I can't even remember what they looked or tasted like, but I remember we were all about it when we were down there. Thank you for reminding me of that. Oh yeah. Well, I think it was like Red Bull and like coconut rum and like triple sack or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't something know. Very like... sweet and goody. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So we were just mm-hmm. drinking those. We had one, like, out of all the time we were there, we went to the pool one day. Like, how freaking yes. sad. We went out off of the hotel property once to go to mm-hmm. that, like, speakeasy bar that I didn't even like. Like, I, I didn't like the drinks. I thought it was cool that it was like a hole in the, like, it was, it was a secret <laughs> spot. They, it, it reminded me of the movies where, the, like, you open up the painting and it's another room. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was so cool. But the drinks, I'm like, oh, like the the bartender came over. He's like, I make specialty drinks. I'm like, I I, I didn't care about any of that. Like, yeah, no, I'm like not a big it was drinker all, either. It was all like really straightforward drinks that were like, I think there were mostly vodka drinks, which I don't really drink vodka. And Same. I mean, I, now I like don't really drink at all, but like. At the time, I definitely wasn't like a vodka girl. Wasn't a vodka girly. And um, <laughs> it was like martinis and like stuff like that. And I was just like, and, but not like the martinis that we see at like Applebee's or whatever that are like not really martinis because they're not like all alcohol. They're like part juice. They're like, yeah, yeah. You know. These are the bougie drinks. <laughs> we yeah it was like a martini drink. a dirty martini with olives and stuff like that or like a lavender mm-hmm. martini it would like literally have pieces of plant in it and I was like I don't <laughs> I don't get it <laughs> yeah it definitely wasn't my thing I mean it was cool I felt like the aesthetic was the most appealing thing but then like if you're so like 
like you and me we're not big drinkers we're just like meh yeah you know we're kind of there just for the vibes yeah well, I don't <laughs> know I think at the time we were kind of big drinkers yeah like definitely I felt like I drank so much that year and it's funny because like I've never liked the taste of alcohol I still don't I I don't I like when I'm stressed out and come home from work, I don't think about grabbing a glass of wine. I don't yeah. care about the taste of alcohol. Some taste better than others, but I just, I feel like, you know, it dehydrates you, makes you thirstier. And I'm like, I don't, it doesn't taste good, but I drank so much back then because I wanted to party like everybody right. else. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were just like, like, and it all plays into like the cult stuff, right? Like we were trying to mm-hmm. escape the like bad stuff in our lives. And here we were like, oh, like, let's girl boss all the way to the sun. We're just going to make money. We don't need no man and um, <laughs> all that stuff. And it was just great. Um, but it was also really awesome. I'm going to pivot a little bit back to those times when we would go to the bar. Um, because I like to call this time of my life uh, Jenny's dating. Uh, like, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Like. It was like escapade. a dating show. Like, ev- <laughs> like every week you're like, okay, so like I'm going to bring this guy and like, let's see one, if he's going to be interested in Plexus and two, if he's going to be the love of my life. And- <laughs> we were scheming. I was like, I got to get this guy on Plexus. <laughs> and my, my focus was getting him on Plexus and seeing if I could get a meal. Like, Like, I feel so bad about that now. But like back then I was like, if he buys me food, like it's meant to me. <laughs> like, also, I was trying to get a free meal. Oh my god! Like it was the absolute shenanigans of all that. But yeah, that was we were scheming. Like <laughs> yeah, we were. We were scheming. It was funny. Like, and it was really funny because like you would like be like, okay, I went on one date with this guy. Like, I'm gonna bring him to our plexus thing, and like see what happens. But I what. <sighs> I don't feel like you were like, I know that people that were were in Amway and stuff that are probably listening right now, they're thinking about how like, and like, this is very classic for Amway. I know other people do it too, but like they would try Mm -hmm. to like lure people in through like the like guise of dating. But like, I don't really feel that was like really what you were doing. You were like soft pitching Plexus. Like if you want to do it, cool. Like that would be cool because I love Plexus, but it wasn't like. It wasn't, like, as strategic as, like, it is in other MLMs where people will literally, like, go to, like, coffee shops and go on dates and then they're like, let me bring you to my cult meeting at Amway. Like, it was more like we were, we had, like, a set date to hang out and you were like, Danielle, vet this guy with me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even, I don't, I'm not familiar with Amway, but I didn't know people actually did that. Yeah, I didn't really do anything with, like, clear strategy. I was just like... I'm going to pinch plexus to them, but I really didn't care if they, they ended up joining or not. I would give them free samples. And I don't think any of them really, they were like, they liked the samples, but they weren't really into that. And, you know, that wasn't a, a make or break thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was so go with the flow and extremely impulsive. I just did what I wanted in the moment. So I was like, oh, this guy's cute. He's giving me attention. I'm going to bring him to the Plexus meet and see what happens. <laughs> it was so oh. funny. Um. Oh, and now I'm going to go back <laughs> to Vegas where I said I was going to roast you because I totally forgot to tell that story. I don't oh, know. Do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? 
You, you can go ahead. I'll, I'll add to it. <laughs> so we were like obsessed with those burrito bowls and Jenny like got one and then she's like, I'm going to bed. And she went to bed. And then the next day tried to eat this burrito bowl that's been sitting out all night. And I was like, <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> you can't just eat that. <laughs> and I like, think at one point, <laughs> was how long did it actually stay out for? And you ate it. I feel like it was more than a day. I don't. I felt like it was eight hours. Oh, like no. I, I've always been kind of like that, though. Like I mean, I'm cautious with things I eat. Like I look at expiration dates, but I always kind of grew up like, oh, this is probably still good. I smell it. I look at him like, yeah, smells normal. Hmm. Okay, it's normal. I'm gonna give it a shot. And I haven't had that. I haven't done food poisoning ever, so <laughs> maybe I just have a good immune system now from doing that. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's how but it I've, works. I've always been like this. I mean, I would never eat, like, leave raw meat out for hours and hours and then eat it. But, like, something that's been cooked, if it's been out for an hour or two, I'm like, okay, I'll pick at it. Okay. And, but it was even, definitely, I got that from my dad. It was definitely more than an hour or two. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, like, eight hours. Because I remember we couldn't put it in the fridge because these these hotels are so scammy. It's like if you open the fridge, you get charged $50. And I'm pretty sure that happened to us. Someone opened up the fridge and took out a Fiji water. We got charged $75. Like, <laughs> I don't remember. Oh my God, I put it in the fridge. I, I remember that because like, I always carried that with me whenever I travel. I'm like, don't touch the fridge. You're going to get charged 75 bucks. <laughs> Oh my and that God. actually happened to me again. Like that did happen to me. Um, I forgot. I think it actually was in Las Vegas again. The second time I went, I took a water off of the counter because like on some of the countertops, they have waters and coffee set up. I took a water so that I could take my um medication. I took a sip of the water and it charged us money. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame yeah, on you for being I, I, I should have learned. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? $75 for Fiji water. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh. So I feel like after Plexus, I'm not after Plexus, after the convention is kind of where like everything started to fall apart for both of us in regards to like MLM and also like sadly kind of our like relationship. Like not that anything necessarily happened. It was just like life was happening and like I think we just like we're doing our thing yeah I remember we still hung out a lot but I felt like I felt like the peak was definitely the convention yeah the peak was definitely the convention yeah well I think that like we both went there and we were like okay like if we can do all this stuff and like qual like I was like if I can qualify I can bring you with me to like this next event and then it like became pretty clear that I was never going to qualify for anything and then (laughs) I started my internship and I was like I can't do this like I can't do all this anymore um Mm -hmm. and finally started to like step back and it was like I remember telling not my upline but the one above it um that I um I was like, I'm still like taking the products, but like, I'm not gonna like 
try to sell anymore. Like I'm happy to try to help people that like I already have in my downline, but like I I might end up like sending them to you because like I'm too busy. Like I literally can't handle this right now. And Mm -hmm. uh, because like there were a couple of times I think that you had reached out to me and I was like, honestly, I have no idea. Like ask, ask that person. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I was like slowly starting to get more and more frustrated with like the MLM aspect of it all. But like it was cognitive dissonance, like for sure. Cause like, I didn't realize what was happening. Like I was still taking the products. I was still doing all this stuff. And then like, occasionally I would post something and be like, I still take Plexus if you want to try it. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember like, all of a sudden, like people started to drop like flies, like people just were not that into it anymore. It was like the era of Plexus was ending. And I was still grasping at straws for a little bit. But then like, I was still doing Plexus, but then I started to gain weight again. And then I think that that made me realize like, I don't need this to like lose weight. This isn't why I lost weight. And when I go back and like, like I go back and forth with this a lot. I'm like, how did I lose weight so quickly like that like I literally Danielle as soon as I broke up with that guy like right before I started plexus I, I think I lost five pounds the first week we broke up because I, I was putting on like my, my bras and stuff like that and I'm like whoa this is really loose then the following week like the clothes got looser and looser and I think at one point um I went to what's that store uh Abercrombie and no it was Hollister when it was open at the mall and I was trying on pants and I was wearing at the time a size five because you know their sizes are odd numbers and then the next week they were too loose and so I went back and had to buy a size three and this is a week apart so I was already rapidly losing weight and at the time like I said I thought it was plexus but when I go back and just really like think about it, I think I lost weight one because the stress of that relationship was gone. And because we were out like running a muck in the town so much like dancing. And I will say like, I think Plexus helped in a way amplify it because I was drinking more water because of the pink drink. But I don't think it was, it was, it definitely, it couldn't have been like all of Plexus. And when I started to realize that, that I really cannot credit Plexus for my weight loss, it was because I was extremely active. Even though we were drinking, we were like still dancing a lot and moving around a lot. Um, that's when I was like, I don't feel like I need Plexus yeah. anymore. And I stopped taking it. So, I mean, I gained my weight, but I don't think it had anything to do with plexus. I just was not moving around as much anymore. No, I think that part I- of being in a weight loss MLM is that like you, you have to walk the walk, the walk, right? So like mm-hmm. you were like, and not, not only that too, you were probably eating better and you were probably sleeping better and you were doing all this stuff better, which all, you know, contributes to your overall health. And then we were like super active yeah. and like going and doing all this stuff and having so much fun. Um, so I'm sure it was like a combination of all that. And like with Plexus mm-hmm. too, they also encouraged us to drink more water, like alongside the pink yeah. drink. It was like you drink the pink drink and then you drink all of this water because like that's what you're supposed to do. And they didn't encourage mm-hmm. us to drink anything else. 
So pretty much all we drank was water, pink drink, and alcohol. So <laughs> yes, yes. And I will say, I feel I kind of wonder if it was a placebo effect too, because I'm like, oh, these products are helping me, even though they're really not. So then it made me like more conscious about what I ate, drink more water, moved around more. Right. And then those factors helped, but I was contributing it all to the products and it was more of a placebo effect. So, right. Well, like what I found mm-hmm. and since we've been out is that like a lot of people like uplines and stuff like that, like, like not necessarily ours. I don't know about ours, but like up, 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 like diamond sparkle princess ones will like <laughs> be doing like other fad diets along with um their MLM products. Like this is across mm-hmm. different MLMs, like Herbalife, mm-hmm. Beachbody, Plexus, like doesn't matter, Melaleuca. They all do it Um, where they will use like some sort of starvation diet and then they will credit everything to their MLM. And I think that when you're trying to sell weight loss products, there's a lot more pressure on you to do well. So you are being more conscious about what you're eating and trying to like make healthier choices because that's the whole point is that we're representing a health and wellness company. So we should be like, quote unquote, eating healthy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. We're we're part of their image, so. Exactly. I, what I kind of get bummed out about when I think about it, too, like back then is like, I felt like I got so like much more followers on social media. I felt like people wanted to hang out with me more. And now that I don't really get that kind of attention anymore, I'm like, it made me realize like people are just chasing other people that they see how their life is and they want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had this whole influencer vibe going, like this pretty party girl. So everyone just wanted a piece of that. But as soon as I wasn't doing that stuff anymore, where were where were these people? Where right. are these people? Nowhere to be found. It's it's false friends. Like a lot of these people, I can't. I don't even know where they are anymore. Yeah. So it, it kind of bums me out. It really makes you realize like, you know, people use each other. So. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And mm-hmm. like, it's so interesting too. Cause like, you know, I think that we got like really bonded and like Plexus bonded us together and we had so much fun. And then mm-hmm. I think that personally, like I got embarrassed about Plexus, but like I was still doing it. Like, again, the cognitive dissonance was like, so there, like I got embarrassed about Plexus So, like, as, like, life got more and more in the way, like, I grew further and further apart from my downline people um, Mm -hmm. because I was, like, I don't like, I don't know that I like, like, what, like, I did and what happened anymore. And so instead of, like, well, I didn't know what was happening. Like, I I was stuck in cognitive dissonance land. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I just, like, pulled away and, like, kind of distanced myself and, continued on about my business which is sad (laughs) yeah it is sad there's so much uh psychological impact that these these systems um their influence on us that we don't realize until after we're we're like whoa like our mindsets are so different now about it like now when I see other people on my social media I'm glad that like you know they have some MLM system whatever it's it's almost it's funny like there's specific people I'm thinking of that they're following an MLM 
and they're making posts about why you should join and how much weight they've lost and how much more confident they are. And it's like almost giving me flashbacks. And I'm like, I'm glad that they're in a, a happier place in life, but it, it, it's, it's a placebo effect. Like you could have done this with, without all the products, you know, uh, you can't really give credit to the products like that. Like wearing a patch is not gonna make you lose weight. It, like, right. It's just like, oh, uh, and right. I'm just kind of, I'm counting down the minutes until they realize like, oh, you know, yeah. but I let, you know, my mentality is I, you know, I don't, I let people kind of learn on their own. I don't really have input it to it. Just don't try to be, I hate when people get into my inbox and they're like, you want to buy this? No, I don't want to. Like, I don't like when people send me friend requests on social media just because they want to sell me something. I do. But I will give credit to Plexus is I remember they taught us not to do that. What was it called? Cold messaging? Yeah. To me, that's creepy as heck. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, you're just, it's, I don't know. <laughs> no, they, so I remember. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say I remember putting it in my bio, like don't message me if you're gonna try to sell me something. Yeah, I never did that to people. Like, hey, when I do this, I I let people message me if they wanted yeah. to know. So. Right. Well, they were all about us, like taking the time to build relationships. And you know what? That's freaking exhausting. Like, that's so exhausting. So, like, you're messaging all and like you know it's great like on one hand it's like cool like I'm like becoming friendlier and friendlier with all of these people but then if Mm -hmm. every single person takes you up and wants to be besties with you and like do all this stuff with you like that's a lot of social battery and like I mean looking back on it from now I'm like my social battery was a lot different then than it is now now I'm like okay like I can be out for like four hours at a time but after that like you need to send me home Oh. <laughs> yeah I'm the same way too I feel like I have so much social anxiety I feel like I'm very I have like a mask on when I socialize like I'm putting a lot of effort into socializing but it drains me so much because I overthink all of my social interactions so then I don't want to really go out and be social because it the anxiety is so prominent that I'm like it, this is exhausting so I tend to like you know, I'm introverted, believe it or not. <laughs> um, I've I've honestly at my root have always been introverted, but I feel like I've forced myself to be extroverted and deal with the consequences after. But at my roots, I am, I'm a homebody. Like I do like to go out and socialize here and there. But like you said, I have a social battery. Like after a point, I'm like, I can't do this. Like I need to go home. Like it's just too much. And my fiance is always encouraging me to go out. And I'm like, I don't like my friends are all spread out everywhere. They all got their own things going on. Some of them live in other states now, or they got married and have kids. So I'm like, there's nobody around. <laughs> like, so I'm just going to sit here and do my homework and play video games and read. That's pretty much what I, I do. Yeah. And then when we do go out, it's mostly with his friends. And I do wish I could go out with my friends more like I did back then. But like like going back to like the people who weren't really your friends, they were kind of just being friends with you because it looked like you were having a great life. Like, I don't want to have to feel like that again, that like people are just being my friends because they want a piece of my life. If right. that makes sense. No, I'd rather absolutely. have fewer friends that are genuine. 
than a whole crowd of people who are just there because I'm eye candy and they want to be associated with me. You know, right. like the whole socialite thing. That's what it felt like. So Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. And like, you're saying all that. I'm like, yeah, me too. And then I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, but like, can we do whatever the things that we used to do at like, remember we used to go out so late. Like you were like, Danielle, you want to come to this hookah bar with me oh my at gosh. like 1130 at night? And I'm like, yeah. And you were dying. You told me, I think you said back then your bedtime was eight o'clock. <laughs> and you know what was funny? It was like for me, like at that time, I feel like my sleep schedule was so much better that I was genuinely getting tired at 1130 at night. But I was forcing myself to go out because I wanted the attention. I wanted to be social. I wanted to be liked by people. So I would force myself into these situations I didn't even really want to be in. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go out late when I didn't really want to be out that late. And then towards the end of my my reign of terror, being a crazy party girl, like I started to be like, nah, I'm going home. And everyone's like, why are you going home? oh my god it's only two in the morning I'm like I'm going home I need to go to bed like (laughs) oh my god well you know what all all eras of our life have to come to an end right Mm -hmm. oh my god that's so funny that's so funny um (laughs) so yeah, is there anything else that you want to like add to like our plot line from our Plexus life together before I ask you my final question? I, I just want to reassure you, I really have no negative feelings towards you um, with Plexus, uh, you know, in bringing me into it. I don't like being a salesperson, I don't like being pushed to sell or buy or anything like mm-hmm. that, but I, I have like no like when you told me that you had guilt over it I was surprised and I'm like I I never resented you for any of that I I thought that you yeah I felt like you entered even though we don't we don't do that stuff anymore we kind of realized like uh this stuff is cringy like I I felt like I had like the best time of my life with you so I I don't really like I, I really don't want you to like like feel like oh no like I ruined Jenny's life I dragged her to stuff nah man I felt like like doing that stuff was kind of like the catalyst into me like having like both the best year of my life and just discreet like I wouldn't say the worst year of my life at the same time but I was I was extremely mentally ill but I felt like I had to go through that transition in order to better myself so I felt like it was really necessary and even though I had a lot of dark times that year I had a lot of fun times especially with you we have so many weird stories I really am like tempted to write stuff about it because like when I tell people these stories they're like how does weird stuff happen to you? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just attract this stuff. I'm goofy. You know, you're goofy too. I felt like we we attracted some weird stuff that was like, now we look back, we're like, what the heck was that? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what were we doing? Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with you too. And thank you so much Mm -hmm. for saying that. Like, I do have um, a lot of guilt from like that time because like, now knowing how manipulative all of that stuff was like obviously I wasn't doing or maybe it's not obvious to some people I don't want to speak for everyone but like 
I had no intentions of like manipulating people, but I was definitely like, like I have this like addictive part of my personality that's like very like, um, like gamified, like very reward driven. And so they were mm-hmm. always like dangling the carrot. So I was always like, okay, well, if I can just get five more friends to join and, and then I just like kind of <laughs> energize their bunny through it all. And I'd be like, okay, Jenny, if you get two people and I get three people, then I'll wake up. <laughs> and then yeah. we'll have Alexis together. <laughs> oh my gosh. I still wonder, like, how did those people manage to accomplish that? Like, how, like, I felt like they were like legendary creatures or something of mythology, the diamond people that had the Lexus and, and like their success in an MLM because the reality is, and, and this is the biggest thing with like MLM for me is like, they promise all these sales, these sales are going to get you rich and all this power that is really not realistic at all. Like you're lucky to even like get a hundred dollars like and it's not a matter of oh you're not working hard enough it's not that at all like (laughs) right exactly exactly and like only like less than one percent of people actually make it to the top and they Mm -hmm. act like it's anybody that can make it to the top like anyone can be here at like I was you too like I started at the bottom too blah 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 um, but the, I don't know if you know this or not, um, cause I know you're not like as into anti-MLM stuff as I am, <laughs> but, um, the, when you earn the car, you, um, actually don't like, so you have to continue to qualify for that level to continue to get the car payment. And if you don't mm-hmm. hit rank every month, you don't get that like car bonus and it's all in your name. Oh. So like you are like you're responsible for it you're forced to maintain that that level of um, fame that you have yep otherwise you'll lose that car yeah yeah there's always some kind of catch to things huh <laughs> yeah you know uh what do they say if it's too good to be true then it's probably not <laughs> yeah exactly Ugh. oh my god all right. Oh, anything else before I ask you your final question? No, that's that's all. All right. Well, Jenny, what is your anti MLM why? And it doesn't need to make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um the why I don't do MLM is um you know like I said before with especially with Plexus, like I realized like my success in losing weight was not because of Plexus. Um, and also like I don't like being pushed to sell things. I don't like being pushed to buy things. So, you know, just that kind of weird cult energy and the the promises like you're gonna make this much money. You're gonna you're gonna like regrow your your you know, you lost you had hair loss, now you're gonna grow back all your hair, like all those phony claims. Like it's just it's creepy, it's cringy and you know, getting yeah. messages from people who just want to sell you things. Like, just that overall vibe is just like, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. So just the combination of all those factors just make MLM not appealing to me. And I don't have the energy to be chasing some kind of weird business like that. Like, I'm just, some I'm too weird independent. Business that <laughs> you're probably not going to be successful in. I don't think that any of yeah. us have time for that. 
no, no, I got school, I got work, you know, like at the, at the end of my career, I'd like to do like an independent practice, um, private practice too. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have time to like, think about like getting this many, like many people to buy my products, you know, that, you know, the products probably don't even really work as well as people think they do. Right. Exactly. Oh, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on here and for talking about with about all of this with me. I really appreciate you. And I am so glad that we are both out of our MLM phase <laughs> and we're on to bigger and better things. And I'm so excited about like just how far you've come and like all the things that you're doing. Like you're so cool. And I'm just so happy for you. Well, thank you. And thank you for bringing me. And I'm proud of you too. You've managed to accomplish a lot. Oh my God. Love that. In a over short here. period of time too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, thank everyone. You. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great weekend. Bye.